I'm Kay Janes, and this is the podcast where we talk about your adult child and how to raise them so you don't have to raise your grandkids. Check us out at allgrownup.com or on Instagram at youradultchild. Good morning. It's so good to be back with everyone. Um, Today I have a new but not new guest. Um, John, who has been with us every single day, but nobody's heard from him yet because he's been behind the scenes. He's our sound guy and our tech guy and everything else guy. Um, He's going to be with us on a special edition today, one that I'm excited about and one that keeps coming up over the last month. Um, Many of the high school kids, especially that we work with and, and and a lot of the college kids that we work with are what we would call high-achieving, high-functioning, high-stress young adults. And uh, more and more, we're seeing these kids that are trying so hard to do everything so well. And the more I've got to know John, uh, he is one of these kids. Um, I'm one of these kids, too. I'm just not a kid anymore. I'm a lot older. So I asked John today if I could ask him a few questions, spend some time with him. To help all you parents out there, if you have that kid who's always working hard, always doing their best... And uh, you find that they get to a point where sometimes they stop, they get overwhelmed, they don't know what else to do, and they finally speak up and say, I don't know if I can do this anymore, in the sense that I don't think I can keep up with this pace I'm trying to keep. I don't know how I can succeed. You know, John, maybe that's one of the first things I'll ask you. How how old were you when you realized, dang, this is a lot of stress, and, (laughs) you know, I, I got these decisions I need to make, but I don't know how to make him because I may mess up. Do you remember about what age that was and what was that like? What were some of your thoughts and feelings around that? Yeah, so I think the first time, well, when I first started recognizing it, it was, I mean, I was pretty young, junior high, uh-huh. but I remember, it, so I was homeschooled in grade school and then junior high, my dad was a teacher and so we would go to the same junior high that he taught at. Yeah. And it, it was kind of nice to ease into it that way, but I... I just, there were lots of times where I just broke down in class. I didn't know what to do. And it was over simple things. Like I didn't know where to turn in an assignment or, or little things like that. And I, I just didn't know how to handle not knowing. And, and I would just, I just break down, lose it in the class, like literally cry and, and, and not know what to do. What, what do you think? And what have you experienced as the cause of all that? Because most people say, well, it's not that big of a deal. What do you think's making things such a big deal yeah well I don't know actually I've never thought about that before or like what made it that way in my mind I don't know I I think obviously a lot of it like I wanted to do well mm-hmm. in school and I just felt like every single decision was was a game changer and like if I didn't if I didn't do this decision right then it was going to mess up everything that I had worked towards <laughs> and everything that I wanted to create in yeah. the future. Yeah, and so, so all your back work and your future work was ruined. Yeah, it was just it was just going to be done. By not knowing where to turn in an assignment. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you feel like that came from your parents? Do you feel like that came from yourself? Because this is important because this comes up all the time, just so you know. And I'm really? glad we're having this conversation. Yeah, Because parents will ask me, they're like, why is my kid so stressed? And I'll bring the kid will come in and start working and I'll ask him that question. You know, what's really interesting. They have mm-hmm. a similar response to what you have. They're like, I don't know <laughs> yeah. where this pressure is coming <laughs> from. So do you think it was from your parents? Uh, partially. I mean, you have great parents, you know what I mean? Oh, so, sure. 
And I think that's probably would be the hardest part in like recognizing that it comes from your parents just because it's like in my mind, I understand that my parents are doing the best and, and like I'm one of 10 kids. So they had six other siblings to practice this with it. And I don't know if, I mean, I probably could think of one sister that probably had some of the anxious tendencies that, that I did at least yeah. to the level, but um, I, I'm sure that, that, that it did have a role, but I think, yeah, as far as like where it would come from, I don't know if I could. That is really interesting. I'd never no, I thought about that before. I'm going to think about So that. if you were a client, what we would do is we'd sit down and we'd look at that. We'd spend some time around that, you know? So I'd ask you some questions like, okay. And you've already started to answer some of the important ones. It's like, what about it causes stress for you? And mm-hmm. you pointed something out that's really important. And parents, there's a lot of kids that actually think the same way. If I mess this decision up, it's going to ruin what I've done and it's going to hinder what I want to do. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, one of the definitions we call that, that's one of the things that feeds into perfectionism. Oh, sure. Right. There's some uh, obsessive compulsive pieces to that as well. Right. Yeah. Like, no doubt. Yeah. That, that obsession to have things just right, have them in order. I don't know if you were this way when you were a little kid, but I don't know if you lined everything up. <laughs> if you had to have, you know, you couldn't have food touching each other, just things like that. Mm-hmm. The kids have different things. See, and that's what's interesting. You didn't have those, did you? Uh-uh. And yet, when it came to your schoolwork, in a sense, you couldn't have any food touching each other. You had to have everything lined up. It was really sure. important. Now, part of that, parents, is there is a really unhealthy way of parenting and teaching in our society and our culture that is 100% fear and guilt ridden. Mm. right hey do a good job on this and and here's where it gets really bad then you add some comparison to that all right everybody we're going to put all your scores up and whoever gets the best score is going to get a star right so now you've got competition you've got some guilt you throw in guilt and competition and what you have is what i have seen and observed over the years is a huge feeder into stress and anxiety in our education Mm. That is very interesting. Yes. And then worth, we know this, and we talk, how much are you worth usually refers to money. Well, also how much are you worth is what have you achieved educationally, athletically, musically. Those things also have been a huge part of worth, right? So you'll have, you'll see this. There's kids that if they're good at sports, that becomes the worth. If they're good at music. They're good at dance. If they're good at the arts. Hmm. Now, if you're not super good at all, any of those, like standout-ish, guess what becomes your thing? School, right? right. Good grades. That's the measurement. So Yeah, very interesting. I think, I don't, well, I, and I'm sure that that is, well, let me just say this. I feel very fortunate that I feel like the solution or like the scenario that helped me mm-hmm. make a switch came pretty quickly after I encountered that. Because I was like, I was probably 12, I guess, when I went to junior high. And then um, like the year in between my like 13, 14, mm-hmm. what is that? Eighth or ninth Seventh grade. Seventh or eighth grade. Yeah, that that summer I went to, um, uh, it was like a national youth leadership a scout camp that I went yeah. to. And I feel like that is where things triggered as far as making a, a switch and and putting me on a totally different And what do you think it was? What did you learn? What was the truth or principle you learned there that helped you adjust? Um, I felt like, 
I felt like it gave me a good sense of of purpose, mm-hmm. but also like they were teaching it, they were like good wholesome principles about gotcha. about how to be successful like goals and time management and and it was I I well I don't know exactly all of this stuff but then also part of it I feel like was it it was something that pushed it was like it, at that time it, I probably would have considered it the hardest thing that I had ever done is yeah. going to that scout camp and my parents were going out of town for a week and so I thought it was just going to be like a week of hanging out and, yeah. and partying and stuff like that and then and then I found out that I was going to the scout <laughs> camp the same week that they were going out of town and so it, but it was really really hard that week was really hard but it uh, but it it pushed me and I think it it just had this little switch in my mind that yeah. that changed things a ton so you said two things that are really important it was a good it was a good purpose there was purpose there but it was good mm-hmm. you know like it wasn't yeah it was a good purpose and it was difficult, and you had to do it. You just actually summed up right there <laughs> some of the key things to helping a kid. Every parent wants their kid to have capacity and right. to be able to do and to be, right? Right. You just described one of the, the, some of the main ways that happens, going through hard things with a good purpose in mind. Mm-hmm. Right? So I grew up a little different. I was I played three sports growing up. All the way through my senior year of high school, I played three sports. Mm-hmm. And I had the struggle of, I tasted at a very young age some success. And I tasted at a very young age how easy it was to make that the definition of my worth. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. And so I spent 10 years, you know, from 8 to 18 years old, I spent working through that this process of like, wait, does this really matter if it does? Because... Mm-hmm. You want to talk about failure. I remember my senior year, baseball was my best sport. The year before, we had done pretty well, got all the way to the state tournament, did pretty well. And then my senior year, we had a play-in game to even get into the playoffs, (laughs) and we lost. (laughs) So this culmination of, I mean, I'd been playing since I was four or five years old, t-ball, right? So my entire life in this pinnacle moment where I was supposed to have this senior year experience, I remember watching the third out just being like, wait, I'm done. And it's done. And um, (laughs) so every kid, now, if you're listening to this, you're like, wow, I wish my kid would even go to scout camp or wow, I wish my kid would even play a sport. (laughs) Because one of the things we're seeing now is a lot of kids aren't doing much outside of the home, right? Just kind of sitting at the home. Right. I think the thing is, if that's your kid, just the inf- there's a couple things that have to happen. And you know what? Maybe we'll spend a little bit more time on that first. Let's do this first. If your kid is the one that does go to scout camp and is high achieving and you know needs that, or the one who's athletic or musical or whatever, and they're doing that, the biggest thing you can do as a parent that I think both you and I saw from our parents was is they knew those things were important, but they knew that there was a way bigger purpose to life than those things. They knew the scout camp and sports were a means to an end, not the end. You agree with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. And just like thinking when I think about my life growing up, I grew up in a very religious home. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was easy to see that whatever it was that came or whatever we were a part of, it, in that at that point in time in our life that it was it was second to 
our religion and, and yeah. our belief in God and our connection with God yeah. and each other was way bigger deal than yeah. And let's see, my family didn't get active in church till I was almost seventeen years old, mm-hmm. and I saw that transition where that happened, and it was helpful. I had another perk too. My father was really successful in athletics, so he knew it just was what it was. There was no living through us because he actually went farther than any of us did. So, <laughs> yeah. So there was this really healthy, like, "Hey, this is going to end, and you're going to be a person. Sure. And you're a person now, not just an athlete." That is cool. So, as a parent, the reason we bring that up is, as a parent, if you're your kid will know if you believe that or not. Your words and actions will back up if you really do. And if you, in the past, have let those other things be the priority, then change. Tell your kid you're sorry. Tell them that's not what matters the most and change because you can't. The kid knows it, you know. Sure. The kid yeah. knows. How many Little League parents you say, what's the most important thing to your dad? That I don't strike out, you know, like that's... <laughs> The kid will know if that's really it. Uh, Yeah. Now, for those parents, there might be parents that if they're still listening to this, because this podcast is going to be about high achieving, high functioning kids who are also high stress. Now, if you're a parent who your kid's on the opposite, you wish your kid was stressed because they were so high functioning. You know, we're not going to spend a lot of time on it. But if your kid's the opposite and they don't want to do anything... Um, I ran into that with a child before. Good. My kid's such a good kid, but she had a stretch where she did not want to do anything, right? And just a real quick piece of thought and advice on that is if you have clear boundaries in your home around things that you're not going to allow your kids to consume in an unhealthy way, whether it's food or video games or TV, and then you give your kids the ability to choose other options, then you'll find your best success. I have found when we tried to give our kids ideas on specific things to do, they always fight it. Okay. So my daughter wants to play video games. We're like, why don't you go outside and jump on the trampoline? They're like, that's the last thing. Even if they wanted to do it now, they don't because you recommended it. So we go back to the balance triangle we talked about earlier, work, serve, play. So here's the best tip. You tell your kid, hey, you can't just sit here and consume, whatever it is, but you can work, serve, or play. I'll let you pick which one, and I'll let you pick how you want to do it, and then I will support it. Hmm. Does that make sense? That's a different ball game right there, because now they have plenty of options, and they're all their options, and then you support it. Now, be ready because they're going to come up with some options that may require your time and your cash. (laughs) But I promise you it's one of the best investments you'll ever make when you use your time and your cash to support your kid doing work, service, or play. Yeah. And I feel like it's it's so constructive and a good means to an end. The thought that came to my mind, I I think growing up we didn't have... Like, I remember when I was in high school and we finally convinced my parents that we could to get... Uh, a Nintendo 64 uh-huh. and this is when like the Xbox 360 was coming yeah. out and, and all these things and we were like yes the Nintendo 64 so we didn't we didn't have a whole lot of that and I remember growing up my parents would say if we said we were bored they would always say you're bored you're boring mm-hmm. and I felt like they they put a huge amount of the responsibility on yes. us to get out and to do things and 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 so that was always always helpful but I do I think one of the biggest things for me that I've learned, because uh, I feel like I do, like I would consider myself a pretty uh, 
stressed person in general. Like when when certain situations come up, I tend to overthink mm-hmm. or to to get stressed about them. And for me, like I've just had to learn how to, um, well, number one, identify methods or things that I can do that, that put me in the driver's seat and allow me to be in charge of whatever situation and emotions are going on. And then, and then just thinking of it as a matter of practice and not that I'm going to get it right the first time or be able to even do it well. But if I can do it, no matter how long it takes me, then at least I've done it. And then the next time it comes around, it'll be that much easier to, to go through those yeah. things. And I, I feel like I've spent years learning that, learning different, my different tactics and methods to, to handle those situations and to handle those emotions. And, and then... And it comes highs and lows, just now like every, everybody in, else. I in think. that sense, you're an exceptional kid because you put effort into that. If, if a parent's listening and they have a child, you're like, my kid would never do that on their own. Here's what I'd recommend. <laughs> That's when you get a professional involved, a sure. coach, a therapist, because they can help a kid learn and understand those practices, those ways of thinking, yeah. methods that they can apply. And I think even just you saying that there, it helps me recognize that it, it wasn't... I would say that like my family hasn't always gone the traditional way when it comes to getting third party help, but there I was pretty young, same age, like junior high. And my mom took me to this lady. She was a, we'd probably consider her a coach now, but yeah. we always talked about it like a process. You're going to go through a process yeah. and she would help you go back and identify uh, like different memories or scenarios and, and what that did to you and how you can adjust it and, and, and approach it next time those things come up. Yeah, and that's therapy or coaching. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and there's it's it can be hard to find resources, but it's worth it. Just like if your yeah, kid's absolutely. a really great athlete, you're going to find someone to help them improve. You want to do that mentally and emotionally. Yeah, yeah. I now if you're back to those kids who are really high functioning, really high stress, one of the greatest things you can do for that kid is be be a release valve instead of a pressure increaser. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? The questions you ask your kids, you got to be very careful. We talked about curious versus critical questions. If you have a high achieving kid, do not ask critical questions. The kid's already critical on themselves. Sure. Right? Hey, why did you get a B plus instead of an A? All right? Instead, it should be, hey, sweetie, I know you stress about grades. I noticed you got a B plus. Just so you know, I still love you and I'm proud of you. How do you feel about that? What do you want to say about that? I'm still proud of what you've done. Very different experience yeah. for the kid, right? Yeah. My dad gave great advice once when there was a stressful situation in the family. He said, be a soft place to land. Okay? High-achieving kids are already torturing themselves with perfectionism and unrealistic expectations. Guilting them is not going to help them achieve more. right right yes we've had clients come in here and literally say their stress point was when their parent asked about the grades and the grade was still good it just wasn't perfect and then that was the straw on the camel's back that put a kid over the edge yeah Yeah. well it's a tough balance and i think in the end like everybody that's why it's so important to just be like open and supportive and loving towards everybody and and to build authentic connections but it i think it comes from both sides I know that I've had to take responsibility at certain points, how I was interpreting things or how yeah. things came across. And and so I think you just try to be that way 
on both ends, like whether you're trying to support someone and being that soft place to land, but then also be open when you're on the other end that the other people are, are trying their best yeah. and sometimes they just they mess up they don't get it right and, and sadly most kids don't figure that out until they're adults <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well i think it took most me te- yeah right we don't when you're a teenager me. it's hard to see that and, right but if as a parent i've been consistent and steady when my kid does get old enough they'll be able to look back and go oh right Wow, thank you. Yeah, thank you for the steadiness, the patience, the kindness that you showed. Wow, that was a lot harder than you just getting after me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I yeah, as as parents, uh, especially with that high functioning kid, here's a question I'll ask all of you is is how much are you consuming your kid's success for you to feel good? And if that's unhealthy, the kid will know it because you'll ask questions that are probing, that are accusatory, that add to their pressure just because you want them to keep succeeding so that you can consume their success. The healthy parent is the one who actually sees joy in failure and is willing to be with the kid while they're struggling, not just needing the kid to do well so that you don't have to carry any extra weight. And that's very, yeah. that's very, very important. Yeah. You know, you and I were talking about this, how grateful we've been for bosses that are open to right. us changing, adapting, figuring things out versus I need this outcome and you're going to help me get there. And if you don't, then you're not as valuable to me. Well, there's kids that feel that way in families. I yeah. know it's rough. <laughs> They're like, they literally parents, you got to be very careful is does your kid feel like an employee who's just being worked over to get your outcome? Right. Yeah, cause and I've talked about that the conversation that I had with someone else who and and he told me some of the stories that he went through and I'm sure everybody's been there to some degree or another as an employee yeah. where they feel like this guy or this girl this person doesn't care about me they just care about what they're trying to get and I'm just a, something a cog that can in the help wheel. them yep. help them get there so and yeah, if I I'm not that, yeah and that, that happens that happens in families. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. And that's where, that's a good way to check yourself and see. So I really appreciate your time today. I hope, oh, yeah, I think sure. this will be valuable for parents that, that kind of, you know, the, the episode will be mostly focused on high functioning, high stress kids, but also those kids that are high stress, but not really doing much right now. So sure. hopefully it's been valuable to both. Um, um, grateful for your time. Any other final thoughts as we wrap up? Yeah, I think it's just, when I was getting ready to go to college, I don't necessarily remember this conversation, but I, my mom has talked about it a couple of different times. When I was right when I was getting ready to go to college, and I was like, "Hey, like maybe college isn't for everybody, and and uh, maybe I'll just like sit this one out." And she kind of panicked. She's like, "Oh no, no, no! Like <laughs> don't do that! Like give it a shot and try it." And so, like we talked about, we started talking about when I was in junior high, and these things started, but it's. Like I was still, and I was, I guess like it was still prevalent in my life up until that point when I was going to college and even some points in college when, when it was, when it got the better of me. Now that, that like I've graduated and I'm stepping into more of the professional world and I'm just learning those things in a different way and learning how to, to interact with those experiences in a different way. So I, I think like my final closing thought would be that 
the most success and the helpful the most helpful I've been for myself is when um, I sort of eliminate timelines and deadlines and it's just like we're just in it for the experience and we're going to see where it goes and how things develop and 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 some of these things like you could be dealing with them from junior high to college from junior high you know what I mean like your whole life and yeah but it's not really about like resolving or finding the solution or 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 finding it within the deadline but just working on things as it comes and and absolutely Yeah, that's really great. I think I, how many of us have said, when I get to this, then everything will be okay. And how many of us have found a million times over, that's not how it works when that's what you're shooting for. But with what you just described of just enjoying the process, having a goal you're working towards, but being open to different results, completely different experience. Yeah. And if a kid can know that from you as a parent, that's one of the best things you can give that kid. You know, we, I, right. can't, I keep having this thought. We measure worth by accomplishments, not by capacity. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because you can accomplish a lot of things without having much capacity. Oh, yeah. And especially like this day and age with social media, yeah. you can make it at least look like you're accomplishing yes. these things. Yeah. And you know, but the yeah. capacity is not And that's why we have a, a lot of... You know, Maddie and I, that's my final thought is the question for parents is what capacities do you want your kids to have when they pass away? You know, when their life is over, what are the abilities you want them to have, you know, and what abilities do you want them to be able to have during their lifetime? You know, for like, for example, my wife and I, I'm not as worried about my kid graduating college as I am worried about my kid being able to interact with other human beings confidently. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you had to pick, good, yeah. yeah, if you had to pick what's going to help a kid be successful and get a job and be successful in a job, what's more important, a college degree or the ability to interact with other human beings confidently? Absolutely. Yeah. It's not even close which one is more important in the majority of jobs, right? So. Right. So that's one thing. And parents, ironically, don't realize that when they're pushing, pushing, pushing for accomplishments, they're actually a lot of times destroying some of the most important people skills in a kid. Interesting. The ability to fail, the ability to confront hard things, the ability to lean into stuff and know that they still matter. Well, great conversation today. We hope this adds massive value. Until next time, keep going, keep working hard. Remember, the only time you fell is when you quit trying.